0: Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbert
1: and I'm Courtney Bronze
0: and each week we bring you conservation topics and events around the endless mountains. Well, most likely you're spending some time outdoors this summer and uh, most likely you're also gonna get bit by mosquitoes and unfortunately that's just a fact of spending time outdoors this summer. So today we wanna focus on mosquitoes and uh, information surrounding them, even look at some myth versus fact. So let's jump right into it.
1: So let's start out, let's talk a little bit about mosquitoes in Pennsylvania. As it turns out, over 60 different types of mosquitoes can be found right here in the Keystone State. The most common species found here are the common house mosquito, white dotted mosquitoes, inland floodwater mosquitoes, rock pool mosquitoes, and eastern treehole mosquitoes. Assessments have also shown that there are two invasive mosquito species, and those are the yellow fever mosquito and the Asian tiger mosquito. Those have been found in southern Pennsylvania. Um, however, experts do mention that their range could change and they could eventually move further north.
0: Yeah, so let's focus on mosquito life cycle. And you're probably familiar with this to some degree. Mosquitoes, they do have four distinct life stages. I don't know if you remember those from science class, but uh, it's the egg, the larva, the pupa, and the adult. And experts actually mention that some of these mosquitoes, they can complete their life cycle from egg to adult in as little as 10 days. And that's under optimal conditions. But overall, the time to complete their life cycle will actually depend on variables such as mosquito species, and the availability of resources, and most likely even weather conditions.
1: So if you're familiar with mosquitoes at all, you probably know they like water and swampy areas, but let's talk a little bit more about their habitat. So three of the four stages of the mosquito can be found in aquatic environments. The egg, larva, and pupa will all develop in water, and they'll grow in any water, pretty much. As it turns out, mosquitoes even plan ahead by creating rafts for the eggs to increase the chance of egg survival when they're laid in areas that are especially prone to flooding. One of the most important factors for the water habitat is the amount of organic matter within the water. So the less organic matter, the less likely developing mosquitoes will have enough food to fully develop this is the reason why you're more likely to find mosquitoes in a puddle than in a glass of water that's been sitting on your back deck for a couple of days.
0: I think uh, over the last couple of years especially we've heard more in the way of mosquito-borne illnesses. Uh, so let's talk about that a bit. And as you know, mosquitoes are known to carry several types of pathogens uh, and they can really wreak havoc on humans and animals. So. Pathogens that we're familiar with, I think, are the West Nile virus, and that one—that one's pretty prevalent. I uh, hear a lot about that one. Uh, there's another one called Eastern Equine Encephalitis, and a couple years ago, I remember uh, the news covering the Zika virus. That, that was focused a lot on South America, I believe. And then one that you don't hear about as much, I don't feel like, is heartworm. Um, it's difficult to prevent getting bit by mosquitoes. So I think mosquito management is really an important part of preventing mosquito illness and diseases. Um, So effective long-term mosquito management could require using more than one management technique. Um, And let's go over some of these techniques. Um, So there's mechanical control, there's biological control and chemical control. And then you can also prevent mosquitoes from bothering you. With just personal protection as well um, so we're going to cover those so let's um look at mechanical control a little bit
1: so the mechanical control um it's basically looking at ways to kill the mosquitoes directly or block them in some way so these can be simple things like getting rid of containers that might hold water in your yard such as maybe like old wheel or barrels um
0: tires is another good one
1: yeah definitely this one
0: they they really focus on tires a lot. Um, I know a lot of townships actually do tire collection, and some of the reason behind that is because the standing water inside tires and the likelihood of it being a big breeding ground for mosquitoes.
1: You'll also see a lot of people using traps or bug zappers. I know a few people that have like, bug zappers on their back porch or like places that they sit commonly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, how about biological control? So. That's just referring to the use of natural enemies, which I'm a big fan of. Um, So if you have um, a water feature in your backyard, uh, you can get specific fish that are more prone to eat mosquitoes. Um, You can add bacteria that's known to fight mosquitoes. And then nematodes.
1: So that's one I've never really heard of people using. I don't really know what it entails, but it is an option. The next one we wanted to talk about was chemical control and this is the use of pesticides against um, mosquito populations and these should really be used sparingly and in combination with other methods of control and they can be used against adult or immature stages but it's also really important if you're going to use chemical control that you have a background knowledge of where the adult and larvae are likely to be found and chemical controls also come with EPA guidelines and manufacturer instructions that you have to follow closely because otherwise you could have some really negative effects on non-target insects and animals as well as the environment
0: yeah and then finally there's personal protection and some things just make sense you know protective clothing so long sleeves or long pants loose fitting and they stress light colors as well so if you're going outside you know towards dusk wear lighter colors uh repellents registered by the epa um and there are several listed you know you go to the local store um, look at those there's certain chemicals in those such as deet or picardin ir 3535 um, some of the ones that are essential oils uh, like lemon or eucalyptus um, it really depends on how you feel about those chemicals versus essential oils. That's, uh, you know, that's a decision that you have to make. And then Permethrin as well, that's another one that they, they potentially recommend. But again, you make that call, it's out there as a protective chemical. So um, I think this is an interesting section that we're going to go over next. It's the myth versus fact. So pay attention, I bet you're going to learn something here
1: okay so first one myth or fact both males and females bite
0: uh, i think this is myth i think i remember that uh, males don't females do yep. how'd, how'd i do
1: good correct i actually thought both did so it is only female mosquitoes that bite the male mosquitoes feed on nectar and plant juices and the female mosquitoes will actually use the protein from the blood she takes from humans and other animals to help develop her eggs.
0: Yeah, I didn't know the nectar part. Yeah, so I think um, that kind of that kind of saying that mosquitoes can actually pollinate in some respect kind of feel like it is. If they Maybe. say they're messing around with nectar of a plant, that's true. And potentially there's the ability to also pollinate plants too. Um, Maybe that's not their sole purpose, but they're probably kind of doing it without even knowing it. So that's kind of cool. Alright, so here's one. Um, Fact or myth? One mosquito can lay thousands of eggs.
1: I'm going to say fact.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, They say that a single female can actually lay up to 300 eggs at a time. And we already talked about the rafts that they lay their eggs on, potentially. Uh, but they'll lay 300 eggs on the water surface and they do that three to four times during their lifetime uh, and then they die.
1: So next one. Myth or fact? The mosquito dies after biting a human.
0: Mm, I don't know about this one. I guess I'll have to guess. Um, maybe? Maybe fact?
1: Nope. It's actually a myth. Um, So, you know, some species of bees die after they bite a human, but mosquitoes are actually known to bite multiple times throughout the night until they're full. So for example, um, it's when a honeybee strikes, the barb gets stuck in the person or animal being stung, and that basically rips the stinger out of the bee, so it dies instantly. Um, Mosquitoes on the other hand just kind of pierce the skin with their mouthpiece. So when the mosquito's done feeding, it flies away full and unharmed and, I guess, ready to bite the next person.
0: That makes sense. If we're talking about uh, diseases and the prevalence of illness because of mosquitoes, then, you know, they land on you, bite you, and then they fly to the next person, and, you know, potentially if person A is carrying some kind of illness, it gets transmitted to the next person, right? That makes sense, now that we talked about it, so... All right, here's one. Fact or myth. Um, Certain blood types can attract more mosquitoes.
1: I've always heard that, so I'm going to say it's fact.
0: Yeah, well, you heard right. Um, Research has actually found that people with type O blood are twice as attractive to mosquitoes than those with type A blood. Those with type B fall in the middle. What type of blood are you, you know?
1: I actually have no idea. Okay, I'm
0: type A, so... I, which I can confirm because, you know, usually my kids are outside sitting with me around the campfire. They're getting bit up. A couple of them have O. Oh, I have A. Mosquitoes barely touch me.
1: All right, one more. Fact or myth? Mosquitoes are considered the most dangerous animal on the planet.
0: Yeah, I do know the answer to this one. Um, it's because I told you like what was it, last week we were talking about doing mosquitoes. So it's true. They are the most dangerous animal on the planet. I, you know, before this, I would have thought it would be sharks or snakes or something like that or spiders. But yeah,
1: yeah, they actually cause 750,000 deaths a year. And they kill by carrying, you know, all the diseases we talked about earlier, such as malaria or West Nile virus, yellow fever, um, and more than half of all the mosquito-related deaths can be attributed to malaria. And most of those cases originate in like sub-saharan africa but yeah they are the most dangerous animal
0: well cool i hope you learned something and um you know put some of this information to practice as you go outside next time and uh hopefully you'll remember some of the tips and tricks we've provided all right we do have a couple of events for you and these are pretty awesome events too uh so the first one is at the dietrich theater in tuncanic they'll be hosting a presentation on hellbender salamanders. I remember talking about that a while ago on the show. Uh, So on Saturday, July 17th at 11 a.m., they'll be hosting a free program on the ecology and conservation of Pennsylvania's official state amphibian, the Eastern Hellbender Salamander. And Dr. Peter Patokas of Lycoming College will describe the natural history of the Eastern Hellbender Salamander right here in Pennsylvania. And he'll also cover the, the treatment of hellbender as a nuisance species in the early 1900s, right up through the recent designation of the hellbender as the Pennsylvania State amphibian. As I said, it's free. Yeah. And this is actually leading up to Tunkhannock River Day. And that'll be held Saturday, July 24th from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Tunkhannock's Riverside Park. So uh, a couple cool events coming up there in Tunkhannock. And I think you had one as well.
1: Yep. I just wanted to mention that this Sunday, July 4th, is Fish for Free Day in Pennsylvania. So Fish for Free Day allows anyone to legally fish on Pennsylvania waterways without a fishing license. Um, All the other fishing regulations still apply, but you're able to fish that whole day without having to have a license.
0: All right. Good to know. So just another reason to get outdoors this weekend. Uh, I guess that does it for today's show. If you have any questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website www.suscondistrict.org and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and you can ask questions or you can make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows.
1: You've been listening to Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze.
0: I'm Don Hibbert saying enjoy the outdoors.